What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 196 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Bonjour! And once again, the Reverend, Jared Petty. Now with Taurine. Damn, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, I gotta have the taurine right now. What's taurine? I, I don't know what taurine is. It's the the mysterious name for like whatever oh, they the get non sugar 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 for sugar free Red Bull. The bull testicles that they Jesus put in this Christ. or whatever. Is that why they the call it Red Bull? Huh? Is that what they call it Red Bull? Because they call because the taurine has taurine, so. like Toros. Like Toros. I, that's yeah. my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's it's cold in here. Yeah. Or there Taurus. must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I said, burn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Cast. Each and every week, right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, we get together talk about video games, all the ones that we've been playing, all the things that we love about them. Today's a very special episode. Uh, we're gonna do a little bit of that, but then we're also gonna get into our game awards predictions for for 2018. Jeff. Get out of here. Jeff Keeley, yeah, Jeff Keeley, right. He didn't come. Oh, he didn't oh, come to the show today. Not today. Too bad. Um, shout out to Patreon producers Matthew Fellier and Travis Barrett and all of you beautiful people whose names are right here. You have uh, been a, a nice Patreon supporter for the month of October. So thank you for that. We had an amazing pre-show. Um, so a lot of people got to see that. And if you're watching this at the $10 or above level on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you get to watch our riveting discussion. 35 minutes about PlayStation yeah. pulling out of E3. Yeah, which uh, was breaking news the morning of the, the day recording, we're recording this. Yeah. this. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff. What do you, we, we you look like? You have something. What you got? We I was got? looking through the game awards oh. uh, categories. I'm getting uh, ready. I'm getting briefed. I'm getting get ready. I'm getting ready. rock hard to get, get in there. Hard. Oh my! And rub the soap on the stomach. Woo! That is the game awards 2018. Woo! Andy. Woo! Yeah, we got Andy on the shock mic. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk about a little bit of a Red Dead Redemption two. <laughs> number one game journalist. Mm-hmm. Number true. one game journalist. It is. I can sleep right now. Let me tell you guys. Is in fact true. It's a smoke. I'm telling you, you can't breathe. It makes you sleepy. It's bad. It's bad. What's Greg, yeah, let's get right. Let's. What are we into getting into, right. Doggy Fallout Dog? seventy six. Fallout seventy six, the divisive online RPG from one Bethesda Studios. Greg Miller, I love Fallout. I'm trying to decide whether I want to play this game or not because it's so very different. I can't cheat. Sure, it's an multiplayer <laughs> online experience. Right, cheats are a big deal for me. I like, know you I, told I, me about yeah. this last time we played or talked about Fallout. Yeah. So what I want to know is is this is this the one? Is it good? Is, is it legit? This the one? Is it legit? Here's what I'll tell you, Jared, and I'll set the stage for everybody out there. Everybody knows I like Fallout since Fallout Three, right? Fallout Three, I think is the one ma- most people jumped down on. I love Fallout Three. Played it backwards and forwards. Fallout New Vegas didn't connect as well for me for some reason at the time. I don't remember. Uh, played it, though, for a little bit. Uh, and then Fallout 4 Platinumed. Big Fallout 4 fan. When E3 was on the horizon and Bethesda started teasing they are going to do a Fallout game, right? Or and a Fallout announcement there. And it was like, oh, what is Fallout 76? Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm interested. I'm excited. I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth from Fallout 4. Which I enjoyed and platinumed, obviously, right? But I remember being disappointed in the story they were building. I thought Fallout 3 story was so good. Even though I didn't get super far in New Vegas, it was good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, Fallout 4 was more of like, oh, I, we always go back to that games cast, right, Tim, where you, you were sitting there with me and Colin. You're like, you guys are excited for this. What's like, what's your fear? And I was like, my yeah. fear is they just do, a, it's just a better looking Fallout 3, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really push it anywhere. And that's what I thought Fallout 4 was. They really didn't push it. Uh, sidebar, play Far Harbor. That's the best Fallout 4 story. Was that PS3? No. Or, I'm oh, sorry, uh, Fallout 3 or Fallout 4? Fallout 4 DLC. Yeah, see, uh, the problem with that yeah. one is I started that one, and it was I remember being excited to get back to it yeah. and ju- jumped in there, and I jumped in before they put out their whatever patch. So oh. it was like, uh, 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 oh, uh, no. Uh, the running fall- through the fog, and I was like, you know what? I can't. That's I can't. still good. The robot murder mystery on the yeah. little island. You should really play that. You okay. enjoy it. 
you're going to enjoy where I'm taking you. Okay. I'm taking you on a walk, but we're going to get somewhere. You're going to have some all fun. Right. So, all right, cool. And then, of course, Jason Trier. Number two games journalist. No offense, Andy. You know what I mean? You're number one. He's number no two. You know I, mean? I, I don't want to. I don't offend the god over here. I feel that any other day, like you know, it could we could. Oh, you trade spots. the title yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Then on this day, any given one, day, on any this day of that the, the, the news, Jason Trier, number one games journalist, <laughs> any given breaks Thursday. the news. Right, Emma Falls, seventy six multiplayer game. You're all in the online world. Everybody, everybody loses their fucking shit. Game gets revealed. Todd Howard comes out of D three during Bethesda. Tells me all about it. Mm-hmm. Waits till the end. Gives this long presentation, trying to explain Fallout seventy sixty. I watch it. All these vault dwellers are running around. They all got their names on the side of the screen. They're all shooting a thing. And I'm like, man, that's not how I play Fallout. I don't run and gun in Fallout. I don't shoot things like this guy. You know, the vats aren't vats. It's not freezing time. I'm like, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? And as time goes on, you don't know about this. I see more and more from it. I'm just like, I want to be excited. It's Fallout. I don't know. Uh, Best Buy hires me to do that Twitter party where mm-hmm. it's like, come ask questions about Fallout and talk to Fallout fans. I'm like, yeah, sure, of course. So I asked a whole bunch of questions about Fallout. And the, what I thought was interesting when I got hired for that from Best Buy, I thought they were hiring me to go ask Bethesda questions. In reality, we were just having a conversation with the fans of Fallout. Ah. And so many of them had already played so much of the beta. Like, you know, I think yeah. the alpha even, not even the beta. And, uh, they were talking to me like, oh, no, it's like this and this. And I was like, oh, that actually sounds kind of cool. Okay. All right. You're piquing my interest. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, we get the beta finally on PS4. I want the ability to save my or bring my character over, which, of course, turned out to be a giant waste of my time because, hey, you, you, I only got two hours to play. Fuck it. Random generate the character. I don't yeah. care. Let's run through the world. Ah, run through like a crazy person. I'm not even listening. And I, we did the games cast and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I felt. I I want to play more, but I can't say if I'm enjoying it or not or anything like that. Last night, come home, sit there, spend all the time I want building a Greg Miller character, which I don't do in a, in a Fallout RPG. Shocking. I know, right? It's usually Taylor Swift, but I was like, yeah. if it's me playing with other people online, I'd like it to kind of look like me. American as fuck. Put out the photo. Yeah, then I find the American flag out or the uh, Uncle Sam outfit. Put that out. Uh, if you ever... Wanted to get, you know, knock down, not only get, get cut down to size on not only your character creation, but how generic you are. Put out a character you think looks like you and then have everybody go, oh, it's Bernie Burns. Oh, it's Colin Moriarty. Oh, my God. It's Dan Reichert. Oh, my yeah. God. And I was like, right? No, everyone in this industry kind of looks the same when we're wearing a hat. All right. Well, that sucks. Anyways, played four to five hours of it last night. Shut it off. Went to bed. Woke up this morning. And I can't stop thinking about this game. Ah, I you, you earlier you said it. it's, it's divisive. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you're the only one that I've seen like it. Oh no, there's really? there's dozens of us. No, it's this is the problem, of course, with a divisive video game. Mm-hmm. A video game that from its launch was, hey, this isn't what you th- you wanted, and everybody like. Even me originally, like I don't know, it's not my fucking fallout if I can't play it single player, if it doesn't have NPCs, if it doesn't blah blah blah. So many people have been mad about that, that it's so hard yeah. to separate the wheat from the shaft, right? Got of it. like, wait, wait, wait. So are, are you playing it in mad or are you watching it and being mad? And this, that, and the other, and da, 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 da. A really good, uh, yeah, st- uh, connected it all. Today, I retweeted a, per- a Patricia Hernandez article. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this from no, earlier. I did not. Article she wrote about how since there's no NPCs in the game, right? Which isn't exactly true, but kind of, it, it is true, but it, whatever. I'll get to it. There are players who played a lot in the beta 
who are going through and being NPCs. Okay. So there's a YouTuber who basically played a ton in the beta, and now he sets up a camp outside of Vault 76. So when new people come out, he's immediately like, hello, welcome to, you know, the capital or the, not the capital wasteland, West Virginia wasteland. Here's, here's this, here's ammo, here's a gun. Like he has all this stuff he's building at his camp and giving out to people for free. That's so cool. And then she was talking about in hers that, you know, she went around just giving people beers last night and talking to people and that it's night one, obviously, but this community is so nice right now and mm-hmm. is so helpful. And even me. It happened last night. I hit level five, and it's like, all right, cool. Now you can fight each other if you really want to. I'm like, fuck, here we go. It's going to be griefing left and right. You know what I mean? And nope, ran past all sorts of people. Didn't it was, it was uh, They didn't interact with me, or there was this one time I was out on a mission killing all these scorched people, and this guy's next to me, and I'm like, oh, he's clearly doing the same thing I am. Stop, drop him an invite. He instantaneously joined my party. We ran around, shot the things, collected the things. I ran off to the next objective. He ran off to his and j- left the party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Huh, that's that fucking worked the way it was supposed to, right? And like Patricia's article is the fact that, all right, this community right now, obviously night one, is great. And mm-hmm. it's not horrible. And they aren't griefing. They're working together and doing stupid little things and playing roles in it and really role playing, right? And Jesse Cox, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. quote tweeted me where I was like, this is awesome. And he's like, it's interesting. Is I think he had a podcast where he talked about it of, I wonder if the bad you know juju around this the vibes that people weren't enjoying it it scared off the audience brought the audience down to such a close-knit group that is playing it for the right reasons that they're not being assholes oh, to each other right yeah. and i'm sure griefers are there and going to continue to be there and in, in proliferate but that wasn't what they were saying so yeah it's i definitely you are 100 percent correct that i've seen i have seen plenty of people being positive and like oh yeah blah blah overwhelming though it is people like oh my god dead in the water i'll tweet anything about it just like it looks horrible and it's like are you playing and then there are people who are like oh i played all this stuff i saw it today on uh reset era mm-hmm. i think it was some guy said you know i'm level 57 here's a screenshot to prove it i'm i'm pretty much done with this game it's you know not a lot of content at the end yada yada or not a lot of content period and he's like he put in whatever it was you know 30 hours in the beta and now he's at like 55 or whatever which is always interesting when you put in 55 hours in a game you're like wow there's just not a lot to do here. I'm like, man, well, what were you yeah, doing? Yeah. Like, what were you doing? Like, I'm five hours in and level six or seven, and I'm like, I'm having a great time. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. if you didn't just, I don't know. I'm not going to judge how you play games. Uh, but I saw Jeff Gersman, friend of the show, be like, hey, man, I totally skipped the betas of this, and uh, oh, it's kind of bad. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like this. And yeah. he's not wrong. Playing it, it, it is definitely a game I see all the problems in. I'm not sitting here telling you this is a flaw. What are those game. problems? It's... It looks like shit at times. It, it, <laughs> it, it chugs at times, right? It's not the fallout necessarily, you remember? It's weird not freezing time. Mm-hmm. It's weird going into my item management and then here, like going into a terminal and hearing fucking things approach. I'm like, oh, fuck, right. You know what I mean? Like the world is still moving without yeah. me. And I've seen people say, and I didn't run into it to my knowledge, but people say that like, oh, man, I went in to do this thing, but it was already looted. And I was like, is that... A problem. I didn't see that problem last night, but I don't know yet. Okay. Um. You know. I. You know. Uh. IGN put up a, a piece from uh, a reporter. I. I don't remember. And it was a, an editorial talking about how playing alone is a lonely experience, and that he was finding the world empty and missing certain you know uh, interactions you would have again. Like the NPCs aren't there in the way of the usual deal, right? Of like, yeah. oh, hello, welcome. Here's this thing. I run around the world. I see tons of people. There's you know there's people running around you know doing other vault dwellers doing all sorts of stuff around me. Um, you know we're using the same camps. We're running out and doing the same missions. Personally, last night in five hours of play, 
I didn't feel alone. I felt like, man, this is a Fallout game. And I appreciated to an extent, like, uh, Fallout for a story of I was a mother who was after my son, right? Yeah. It was good, but it kind of went on a long time. And then eventually there'd be like peaks to it, right? And then there was a lot of valleys. And then you'd, you'd forget, right? Because it's Fallout. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to fuck around and make this crazy right. suit or this thing. I'm going to build my stupid shanty house and whatever. The, like, Jen this morning, and this is, I think, uh, a testament to the fact that I really like it, is that, you know, Jen this morning did the thing, same thing she did with Assassin's Creed. It was like, so what did you think? And I started telling her anecdotes from the game. Yeah. Right? Of like, oh, and then this happened, and then that. And then I heard this. I heard the mayor say he needed help, and I ran over there, and this, this is what the mayor... And it's... I was telling her stories that didn't make the world sound, seem empty, and maybe that's just how I like to play Fallout. But last night, I had, you know, the moment of like, all right, cool, you're out of the vault. The story is simple. Hey, it's, you know, you're the, we finally opened the vault doors. You guys have to repopulate the earth and refix and see what's out there, right? So literally, like, your orders are, here's your portable campsite. Here's all this other stuff you get. You're going out there to help other people and build up a community, like, right? Like, it's yeah. not, this has happened. They stole this thing, blah, blah. It's Fallout Story light, mm. which I, I can understand turning certain people off. Mm-hmm. I think on paper it should turn me off. I, I like a narrative to my adventure, right? Yeah. But it is now a narrative that I'm building with my, my, I'm actually building with whoever I'm playing with or myself. And so last night it was very interesting of getting out. And I want to say, and I could be wrong, but for the first time ever, I got out. It's the world. I'm just exploring. Open up the pit boy. What radio station do I like? I like this radio station. And then just want, and, and, and then listen to the radio while I wandered off and found stuff. And then I'm finding the hollow tapes, which uh, I talked about before. They don't pause, you know, when you yeah. pause the screen, yeah. they keep going. Say magnifique. The hollow, the hollow tapes I'm finding are actually really interesting. Okay, and it is that thing for me of cool. I don't feel alone, even though like I like, no spoilers or anything. But like you leave, and your first mission is really to try to track down the overseer from your vault. She's okay. going out. There's some clues. Go find her. And so you keep finding her tapes, and she keeps talking. And her story is riveting. I feel as like she's finding these things and what she's dealing with and how she's processing it. And then to find other people and like, you know, this person here that ran away from her abusive husband and you put that in you and I'm like, cool. Like, I don't feel like I'm empty. I actually feel like I'm getting the story at the clip I want mm-hmm. where I'm not like, you know, how I, I, you know, I guess it's open to interpretation. But when you sit there and talk to a fallout character and they're just like, totally look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking to you. Yeah, it's like, like, this isn't really sucking me in. Right. right? Yeah. Like I, I do like hearing it while I craft a weapon and I do something. Okay. And so. What it's nailing for me, and it could just be scratching the itch right now and giving me the hook I want, is, cool, it's exploration and it's looting. Mm-hmm. Where I'm going through, and I think the, the portable campsite is a brilliant idea this okay. time around, right? Because before we had our, our, our bases in Fallout 4, yeah. where you'd go there and that's where you'd have your, armor, your workbenches and your armor benches and all that And jazz. there were enough of those around the map that eventually you had one just about everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. The way they do it this time is you're de- you run into those things all the time. Like You're running into armor benches and other benches, and like, like you know, I went... Perfect, I think, example of like, man, this is this feels like a real Fallout game. Is that all right? Cool. I was off to hit up this airport mission, and then even further north of that was this mayor thing I wanted to do, right? So I'm just walking, walking, walking. As I'm walking, I see like, oh, that's a mine over there. Oh, neat. Oh, cool. I'm gonna go inside. Oh, I'm gonna go deeper. I'm still going, you know what I mean? I'm gonna yeah. go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And at some point, yeah, I find my first shotgun and the shotgun shells, and I'm doing all this stuff, and it's like, oh. You're over encumbered. I'm like, oh yeah, of course I am. What do I want to drop? Oh, you know, it's only going to eat it. I can still move. It's just going to eat oh, eat away my health. All right, I go a little bit further. Oh, here's the bench. All right, break down all my all my junk. Give yeah. me the thing. Okay, great. That was just a bench that was there. Fucking fantastic. Just very well designed. Exactly. Right you knew spot. that I would yeah. run into this spot and I'd have too much shit. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do that. You know, come out. Go back to the real mission. 
Um, it's not. Yeah, it's hard to describe, I guess, and it's weird. Of like last night, you know, I wanted to get my sea legs before I really teamed up with anybody. And a great example, Tim, is that I'm running down the street last night, off to my next objective. I'm level two or whatever. I've only been playing for 45 minutes, and I pass a dude who runs by me in this astronaut, or no, he was in the full-on power armor, and I just hear, "Hey, hey, man!" and or "Hey," and I just he kept going, and then I went and I could hear him still running behind me, and I was like, "Is this a best friend, or am I gonna get grief?" Turn around, it's Grimecraft. Oh, my friend's like, Craig, what up, man? And I didn't wear a headset. I was talking to Jen or whatever. So I just did like, I did the emotes and stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then I just ran away because I was like, all right, cool. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing yet. I don't want, I don't, I wanted to be able to talk at length about this game or have like real thought out opinions, right? So I wanted to ease myself into it before I teamed up. But like I said, then I ran into the guy doing a mission and joined up with him. No problem. I'm just liking the idea of like walking across a post apocalyptic real wasteland in Grimecraft running out of the world. You know, Grimecraft would be there. Yeah, he would be there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, so it's, it's, I get why it's turning people off 100%. Mm-hmm. I get that, like, oh, there's no story. Oh, it's empty. Granted, it's a wasteland. It's a nuclear wasteland. I, I don't expect to be. But it's the normal thing of just, yeah, like, okay, you know, things don't look that great. It's all the Bethesda. Well, that's how Bethesda is, right? But that's yeah. how Bethesda's always been. Uh, I figured out, I figured out in quotes because I'm an idiot. Vats, you know, I talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't yeah. freeze time, but I wasn't really using it. You know, this time around, like in the beta, I just found the stupid uh, pipe guns that are like held together, you know, by wood and glue and suck. I, I was lucky enough this time, you know, to loot when I was, because now I was actually taking my time looting everything. Found a really nice handgun, right? Uh, souped up the barrel. And like first encounter, I'm, you know, freehand aiming or whatever and shooting. It's like, oh man, it actually fires a bunch in rapid succession. It's got a good rate of fire. Somebody came up to me, you know, eventually in, uh, I, I hit up, I finally hit up Vats for the first time and it was like, oh cool, like, this percentage shows how locked on I am pretty much, right? So, like, once I wrap my head around it, it actually became easier to use that and great. Because the other thing that I found, and, you know, I've I've done my best to, for the most part, stay at arm's length from this. So, like, yeah, I want to play it. I need to know. I need to figure it out on my own. Last night, you know, I'm running through and, like, you're in one of the first areas I come into. There's these things. The, the characters like Scorched Wanderers, right? Like, Scorched. There's this whole Scorched play going on that I learned more as I played. But I'm in there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're, they're ghouls or whatever. And I, you know, I machete the first couple or whatever. And then one comes around and starts shooting a gun at me. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And like, oh, they're not ghouls. They're actually their own new thing. The yeah. scorched wanderer that is losing their humanity and super full of aggression, but can kind of talk and can kind of use tools. And it was yeah. like, wow, this is a new fucking way to do it. But then in the flip of what we're talking about of it not, you know, not being a traditional fall game and maybe a turnoff, it's like right now in these early levels. I noticed I was taking a lot of damage without really having it hurt me like because it is like okay cool like how do you obviously Bethesda not great at first person shooting right and then that's why they always had vats and all these different things trying to figure out the weaknesses and strengths of each one of the systems I guess right and so by the end of it I was like oh man that was actually rewarding and oh man I actually fought all those things and usually in a fallout game right like I'm going to conserve all my ammo and not do it but this one I'm already collecting so much stuff i'm already having the benches to make gunpowder i find myself super excited to go home tonight and play to unlock the blueprints to make my camp better and i fucking hated making my Mm. base in fought but the fact that the camp isn't beating me over the head with the hey make a really nice base it is just like you once i put down the thing i can place my workbenches anywhere i want yeah and you shouldn't sleep on the floor because you'll be more prone to disease and there's little stuff like that they're doing a great job of easing me into these systems that i thought were going to be so off-putting of like even talking to 
some of the IGN people at the Halloween party, they were like, oh man, you got to eat and drink every five seconds. And I was like, I've never really been a fan of that in games. Like yeah. Red Dead, I was like, oh, that really reminds me I'm in a video game world here. I didn't find it to be a detriment yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those things, it it went it went slow enough that by the time they even said something, I was like, oh, well, I've been eating because of I needed health and nothing. Right, so it ended up happening. And I think the right. most interesting, like, you know, people are saying the game looks like shit and all this stuff. I'm like, are you playing it? And I'm not even trying to be an asshole about it. You can mm -hmm. play it and think it's ass. Or it, it's ass. I totally get it. But like playing it last night and just running around doing it, Jen was watching. And she's like, so we can play this together, right? I was like, yeah, do you want to play this together? And she's like, yeah, can, you get, can we get a, a copy for me? I'm like, fuck yes, we can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm. there's something about it. And I think it's just at its most base level, it's got that fallout formula. Huh. I'm like, cool, what's over that hill? What is that thing? You hear a, re a strange radio request, right? Or ra radio yeah. signal, and you go investigate, and you find it. And so I'm finding these holotapes that are making me care about the world. I'm exploring it at my own pace. It was easy to jump in and join. Like, you know, right now, I think what we're doing is we have to work tonight for the showcase. Tomorrow for Friday will be the last night I can really play for a while. And so it's going to be, I think, Jen and me running out into the wasteland, and I think Grimecraft wants to join up, and Gary Widow wants to join up at certain times. And it's just like, I can see... A certain games, right? Like even Division. When we're playing the Division, there's that moment of like, oh man, we're talking over something important, aren't we? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh man, we're really mm -hmm. like, what is Joe Farrow saying to us yeah. right now about all this <laughs> shit? Whereas in Fallout, where yeah, that can be, I f and I'm I'm putting words into people's mouths here, that can be lonely. You know what I mean? I guess of like, it, maybe there is more dead air than you're used to, or maybe mm -hmm. there is that thing. For me, it was almost peaceful. Of like that's how I usually play Fallout to begin with is running yeah. around just doing shit in right. the quiet and figuring it out. So like, why not fill that with a conversation? Well, I like quiet explorer games. That's one of the most intriguing things about what you're saying here. Yeah. I, I mean, I think about that Metroid formula of a lonely, quiet place that yeah. you're exploring, and I always kind of like that. And Fallout does lean into the spooky, and I tend to play single player a lot, like you. I think about about what you're describing here, and then I think I could I could play that Fallout game this winter or. Wasteland Two Director's Cut sure. just came out on Switch, and yeah. I could go to you know I could go look at Wasteland. Which is going to be the better Fallout game to play this winter? Vastly different. Experiences. Well, I mean, from what I understand, Wasteland. Yeah, people love Wasteland. Well, Wasteland's Wasteland. Incredible. I try. Yeah. I played it. And I was like, Ooh, okay, I see what you're doing. Not for me. I don't. Okay, it's a little wonder. too nerdy for me. Is it? Okay, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wondered about that. But I, I look at how there's effectively. I mean, Wasteland came out a long time ago, or Wasteland Two did, but now it's on Switch. Yeah, and I'm like, I could, I could take another peek at that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and take it with me everywhere. I mean, like or that, I could jump into 76. I'm not sure which way to go. I mean, I, I here's my thing. If you like Fallout games, yeah. I would say at least try it. Yeah. And like, it sucks that like the beta's come and gone, right? Because I feel like that would have been helpful. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I went over to the reset era thread today on the ride in. I'm like, what is everybody else saying? Because again, I just like I can't stop thinking about this game. What's everybody else thinking about? It? And the the era thread was like back and forth of people yeah. who were really having a great time with it. This guy who's played it a lot who didn't like it. Some people talking about the fact of I don't. I just doesn't. I it, look at how Guild Wars does group events, right? There's nothing like that in this game. When because even last night when I got, but it was like early on. I got to a city and I was like, hey, there's an event going on. Do all this stuff. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm definitely not ready to tackle that. I want to understand my world before I do that. How long is Fallout 76 gonna keep its hooks in me? I you know I said to Jen today over coffee when we were talking about it I'm like I really want to go home and play it but like we're going away this weekend and it's not a game I'm like oh man I should really pack the PS4 yeah, for yeah. but then again I am really excited to finish this fucking meeting with you tonight and go home and play a little bit right yeah. that would have been my hope in between this show and games daily that I could have done something like that mm -hmm. but it's just 
interesting. I didn't expect to like it as much as I yeah, like it. I mean, that's huge. And and it is again, like I'm saying, I totally get why people don't like it. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I can see what they're saying, and like you know, I, of course, it crashed on me last night where I was just doing something and everything was fine, and then it wasn't. Yeah, I, was like, ba- I was back out to the main screen. Uh, I like, again, okay. I, I, I'll give the Bethesda shrug for the rest of my life. I yeah. like their games enough that I don't care that they break And it's exciting and it is to see them t- dipping this toe. I guess they already did it with Elder Scrolls Online. But into this, the Fallout universe being online and where this is going to go and what it's going to evolve into. And that's, that's another part of this that's interesting, because I hated ESO. I really actively hated ESO, I really, and I thought I was going to love it. I really wanted to love it because I love Skyrim so much. Yeah. And when it came, if you remember, it was going to be day and date. PC and PS4 got booted from the console. So I actually played it on PC for a couple hours. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm interested enough, and I like this enough to try when it comes to PlayStation. And then something else had come to PlayStation 4, and I never, ever went back. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I enjoy this one. Also, now I, I'm speaking out of turn because I just glanced. Seems like a very attainable platinum. Just putting that out there. Okay. Seems yeah. like a very obtainable platinum if that's something you're interested in. And that's I the hard. Yeah. I, I like. I generally, you and I tend to agree on most games. Yeah. And so I'm really interested in this. But yet, when I think about, I'm like, well, he's describing a group combat exploration oriented Fallout, and that's exactly what ESO was to Elder Scrolls, and I sure. hated it. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. I love right? Fallout so much. Here's the thing that's interesting. After one night of playthrough, which I obviously could change and in, in morph into a million things as I put more hours into it. I'd be happy to keep playing it by myself. Okay. It's a world I want to keep seeing. And I really don't cool. I don't expect it to be that every time I turn it on, I'm going to be grouping up with people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then, you know, reading the Patricia article today and thinking about Friday, it is that thing of like, I think I will always keep a mic on me just in case. Right. Yeah. Like it was a pain. That's like cool. last night when I ran into Grimey, like the main reason I didn't say anything is because I don't want to, oh, you know, the headphones off. are over there and the, yeah. and the thing. I'm just talking to Jen. Like I don't want to, but. I mean, There's something cool about it. There's something to yeah. it. Again, like I'm not. This isn't me coming out and being like, man, eight point five. You know what I mean? Like there, it's still a, it's a janky ass game and it's a fun experience. And no, I, I think I had to go in and give it a few hours, but I, I also need to finish Odyssey or at least sure. get and that. And on. I mean, that's another one for yeah. me, right? Is like I'm on platinum pl- platinum pace for Odyssey right now, where yeah. I was really starting to put it in today. The day, today as we record this is the day they dropped the patch to uh, do the visual swaps and they put out a new giant boss to fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? This is going to keep me from that. Yeah, I, I really thought I, I thought there was a high chance of me jumping into Fallout last night and being like, "Cool, get it, I'm fine," and bouncing out back to Odyssey tonight. Yeah, and when we're done. But in, in reality, what it is like, really want to get back out there and just so wander around more and see more baby. stuff. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't. It's very interesting that. Yeah, I, I'd love to know in the comments and in the post show people who are playing it what they think of it. I've been playing a very different game, Greg. What have you been playing? Whoa! That's a Pokeball! Andy, get your camera! Pokemon, let's go, Pikachu and Eevee. (laughs) Of course, I've been playing uh, the Eevee version, because Team Eevee all the way. Uh, Ah. Uh, Let's start with this thing. Okay, sure. I love this thing. All right. Now, if you're an audio listener, this is the weird Pokeball thing. the Pokemon ball... Go Pokemon plus, ball. I, I don't know. It's the po- I don't remember what the actual name was. Poke- Pokeball, it's a Pokeball plus Go. No, I know it's a Pokeball. For, I know that. For but. ignoramuses like me that don't know, know a Raichu from a Pikachu, what is mm-hmm. that thing and what does it do? It, so this is a controller to be able to play the game. It's okay. an analog stick here. And you can click in. There's another button on the top. That's very cute. And then when you want to catch the Pokemon in Pokemon Go or, or Pokemon Let's Go, you go like that and, and whatever. Okay. And it's... It makes me feel like a nine-year-old. Yeah, it's, okay. it's it's awesome. There is a joy to it where I'm just like, I didn't. I thought I was like, this is dumb and gimmicky, and I don't like it at all. Super into it. This yeah. entire game built around being able to play with one hand, where it's okay. just moving around. So one button is yes, one button is no. Are you holding okay. the j- switch and playing like this? Nope. 
It's well, where's it's the switch on the TV oh, or table yeah, smart, 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 or smart. whatever. Um, and you can just play, and that that's it. And it's fucking super awesome. I love how easy and simple the controls are. Um, where it literally is just like move like for what attack you want, select it, or go back in menu by clicking this guy. Okay, it's super great. But you can also use it with just a Joy-Con, and it's the same experience. Um, without this. This is it worth the money? Not necessarily. How much is it? But I don't. I don't even mm. remember. But Kevin, <laughs> I got a price point. Two hundred forty-nine U.S. dollars. Yeah, it comes with Mew and all that stuff. But the game itself. Oh, I turned it on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that a problem? Well, there's Pokemon in it. And that's the Are they okay? Like Pikachu, can you hear me? <laughs> Pikachu doesn't go in his ball, Greg. Come on. You should. You should fucking know that. How would I fucking know that? Um, that's one thing. No, the, electricity is his one thing, jackass. I hate you. Ketchup is his one thing. No, it's not. That's one of his many things. Um, nice. For, on the Pokemon Go side of this, not the Let's Go side, it's like when, when you have it around, when, if you're just walking down the street and stuff, random, it'll just vibrate randomly. Yibby, yibby, yibby. And it's like you can catch Pokemon that way. That's fun. Whatever. Pokemon Let's Go, it's so funny how similar it is to Fallout 76. Because oh. it was a game that like was this. announced that everyone was like, this isn't what we want from this. Yeah, we, yeah. we expect something, and this looks wrong. We expected Gen 8 of Pokemon or a remake in the style of a proper Pokemon generation. And instead, we're getting Pokemon Go uh, fused into a core Pokemon mm -hmm. title. And that's exactly what this is. And I think it's a success. All right. Really? And what surprises me is I'm not alone. Um, the, the reviews for this game is currently at 81 on Metacritic. And mm -hmm. everybody <laughs> seems to agree. This is good. Yeah. And they, the Go mechanics work. Um, I will say I play the game. I prefer to play the game in handheld mode because the the gyro is awesome. It always has mm -hmm. been on the Switch where it's like that stuff actually works. That type of motion control actually works. The flinging, when I have to fling the Joy-Con or the Pokeball stuff, it is so what? hit or miss yeah. where it's like, yeah. that's not what I meant to do. Oh, it caught him though. Cool. Great. Right. Whatever. Got it done. But it's like there is a, a it, it feels really good with the gyro and just hitting the, the buttons to, to go. May I, let me ask you this as mm -hmm. a non-Pokemon guy. Yes. Right? So the, the Metacritic score is good. People acting surprised. I remember there being a lot of frustration in the Pokemon community when this was first announced. Yep. Kat Bailey uh, tweeted something recently. I'm paraphrasing here where she said, uh, you know, me back like in, in, in May when this was, you know, like, oh, it's this watered down Pokemon, you know, me now. Like, mm -hmm. oh, 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 you know, can't play. Why were people so concerned? Pokemon Go on the list of IGN's top 100 games of all time. Pokemon. Thanks, Goldfarb. One of the all-time great <laughs> JRPGs. Mm -hmm. Why was there so much skepticism about a union between these two extraordinarily innovative and successful games? Because you're taking a baby game and making it an even more baby game. Okay. And I think that's the problem, is that Pokemon has always had a depth if you look for it. Uh-huh. Oh, um, sure, yeah. That... And, and if you didn't, it, there's not much there. Okay. And I feel like taking the original Pokemon games, specifically Yellow, remaking that and dumbing it down further is like, who is this for? Because the original Yellow was played by children. So take that and tell me how they dodged that bullet. Um, I don't think that they completely dodged the bullet, oh, okay. but I think that they made it an enjoyable enough experience that it's fun and worth playing. It's definitely not my favorite Pokemon game, yeah. not by far, but I do think that the Go elements that they added uh, don't get in the way of the game in terms of gameplay. I actually think that it fixes a lot of things. Okay. The random battles in, in Pokemon games uh, are grindy, and at some point, they're not fun. It's just a thing that you're doing that's holding you back from getting to the next story beat, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like this game does a great job of seeing the Pokemon in the world makes it the visuals of this game 
mixed with seeing the Pokemon uh, before you fight them. Because it's not random anymore, right? You it's see random. somebody, you see them on the world map. Yeah. It's the closest we've got to playing through the Pokemon cartoon. Okay. And like th- this is everything like I dreamed of this game when I was younger. Didn't think it would have like the, the catching mechanics and stuff. Um, but I think that there's enough trainer battles in this game. Because that was the big issue is wild Pokemon encounters in, in this one. You can only use go mechanics or gyro to, to catch them. There's no fight. Okay. It's just throw the ball at them. It's Pokemon go. Throw yeah. the, the berries. Throw the ball. That's it. Whereas trainer battles are traditional Pokemon trainer fights. And again, for my ignorance, this is the first main-ish. Po- it's not a mainline Pokemon game, but this mm-hmm. is the first console-esque Pokemon game handheld-esque Pokemon game, high-profile, sore domain, to feature non-random battles? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. Hey, Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, Dragon Quest Eleven, but not... That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's all, And a game always, about collection. And and that was the thing. It was like, you walk in tall grass, and they're going to pop up. And it's like, I feel like Pokemon has handled that very well, but I do feel like from a gameplay mechanic, it slowed things down. Yeah. Um, And being able to, to run around them and not fight the ones you don't want to. But, sorry, I... I, I, I took saying, you off a, a trainers. There's, there is the big worry was there's not going to be enough traditional Pokemon battles. That is not the case. Okay. There are so many trainers in this game. Mm. There's just the right amount of. I'm I'm a little over halfway done now. Okay. Um, and I'm taking my time and I'm enjoying it. Um, but there's enough trainer battles that I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is Pokemon. Um, it definitely is easy mode. Like all your Pokemon get shared experience, so everyone's leveling mm, up really okay. fast. Um, and there, there's a lot of that, but it's like, that's all stuff that is tedious as fuck. So it's like on These one quality hand, of life fixes to it's quality of life stuff, but it, it, it's not a perfect game for a hardcore gamer because they want a bit more to do and a bit more to, uh, work on to feel like they accomplished something. Mm-hmm. This game is like, it's the chill. You're just going through, man. You're just having a good time. Mm. Like it's. It's coming at you and being given to you at your pace of moving forward, but it's not something that you're like, I need to use strategy to win. Mm-hmm. Like you, I, I've only died once, and it was because I was being extremely careless. Okay. Um, but that's always kind of been what Pokemon is. The The biggest issue I have with the game is because it's one for one based off Pokemon Yellow's original map. Yeah. Um, we're talking about a Game Boy screen that was four by three, right? Uh-huh. The uh, way actually you, not entirely, or whatever. Yeah. It's square esque. Square, yeah. Um, four by four, then. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, yeah. When you take that that grid based system where exploring and and they moved so slow because there was no running in that game. It was just you move, you move, you move, and as you go, every dungeon, every city, every area was built around what you couldn't see right off screen, mm. not knowing that there's a wall there. Not knowing that the right way to go is down. You know what I mean? When you're in Mount Moon, it was like this labyrinth that you had to figure out the puzzle of. Uh, in this game, because it's the <laughs> same maps and because it's widescreen and because you can uh, dodge all the... Or there's no random battles and you can just dodge the Pokemon. Mount, Mount Moon used to be the first dungeon in the game. Yeah. And used to take you 30 minutes to an hour, uh, okay. especially if it was your first time. Now it's like, it's a three-minute jaunt. You're in, you're out. Oh, you see, because you can thing. see exactly where to go. Because you, because you see so much, you know what ladders to avoid. You yeah. know, like where's mm. a dead end. You know, is there's just an item. So and, they don't do any dungeon like screen blocking or anything nope. like that. No, like mist comes in from the side. No, nope. wow, and, uh, interesting it's, choice. It's weird. There's like just a lot of quality of life things. Like there's no more HMs, thank God. And there's like uh, you don't need to go to a Pokemon Center to um, 
mess with your Pokemon box of dropping Pokemon off. If you want to switch them in and out of your party, you can do that live wherever you are on the, the map, which is super great. But it's all this stuff just makes it even easier and easier and easier and easier. So at some point, it's just like this is Pokemon. Uh, everyone always used to say is baby's first RPG. Uh-huh. Like this really is in a lot of ways baby's first video game. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not really great. Mm-hmm. Like it's still Pokemon. It's there's still such a, a cool world that they've built and going and seeing all the gym trainers and seeing the way that they've kind of reimagined this world um, with the the modern graphics and and look and the music and everything um, is so awesome to me because it's such a nostalgia trip. But Another thing that I'm like, I like on one hand, but I don't on the other, and I wish they went a little further with, at least so far, is they've added in characters from the original Pokemon games okay. that like are making appearances. Like, mm-hmm. uh, It's not spoilers to say that um, like Red and Blue are in the game. Okay. Um, Pikachu. Pikachu is in the game as well. But the way that they show up is unexpected. Okay. Um, they're not where you would imagine them to be. Missing people posters. And, uh, the newspaper. And, and you'd expect them there. Um but yeah, no, it's it's cool seeing them come through. But I wish there was more of that. Um, there's there's certain elements that like they dive a little deeper into the Elite Four and who they are, and I'm like, okay. this is cool. But then there's you expect more of it, and then it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. So it's like I don't know. There's I'm I'm definitely loving this game. Um, I'm loving playing through it, uh, and I'm shocked that everyone else is enjoying it as much as as they are because there was so much naysayers, like so many naysayers of, of people being like. This isn't the Pokemon game that we want. This Pokemon game is going to sell a bazillion copies. So you, you don't have children. But mm-hmm. if you did, would this be how you'd introduce them to Pokemon? So that's my problem. I do have a Gia. And here's the thing. <laughs> I've been looking at this game as this is going to be her gateway drug to Pokemon. This is going to be the time that I can explain, explain to her. Did you just compare I your girlfriend it. to a child? Uh, to In terms of that, video that games. hasn't played video games. Okay. Um, and she doesn't play games at all. Okay. I'm just, just trying to get you in trouble. That, that, no, also, no, size, no, no, she's no. tiny. She, it, it's she's a lot very of, small. There's a lot of comparisons that you could could make between them. Um, she anyway, loves crayons. She does love crayons. Uh, does she really love? No, crayons? she doesn't. Um, but <laughs> I was excited for this game mostly because I wanted her to experience Pokemon for the first time. As I was playing through it, I'm like, I'm enjoying this myself a lot more than I expected to. But also, it lacks a lot of the magic that I associate mm. with Pokemon that I'm like, I don't know that I want her to have this as her first experience. Why wouldn't Pokemon Go be the gateway drug for her to Pokemon? Because Pokemon Go is, it, I mean, that's cool and it's cute and fine, but it's like, that's not why I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon for the story and the characters and the world that they built and this kind of like epic journey to be the very best, you know? <laughs> What's why up, not, Kev? Why not start with the Omega Red on the DS? With Fire Red? With Fire Red? On Game Boy Advance? <laughs> No, on, on the DS. Isn't that Omega Red? Isn't that the like, Omega Ruby, Ruby on the sorry. 3DS? Yeah. Because those games suck. And like, Whoa! Yeah, and like I'm not the third gen of Pokemon is not going to be what I want to introduce her to. For what the about first the time. ones where it's Aloha Pikachu and Aloha Charmillard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, were fun in no, Aloha no. Pokemon. Charmillard. No, Alolan. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting um, that these games are being as well received as they are. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good sign. We got Gen 8 next year. Yeah. And I'm very excited for that. But I am having a great time with this one. I think I'm going to end up, once I'm done with it, giving it to Gia to give a shot and yeah. just see what she has to say about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird one. But it's weird to me that the Fallout 76 conversation is so similar, but I feel like the end result is so different. Oh, sure, yeah. Where, Yours is way more positively received. Where there's a positive I haven't end seen to it this. many negative people for Pokemon. For Go. Pokemon. Yeah. For Pokemon. Yeah, uh, and, and supposedly everyone's telling me the post game gets a bit more challenging, and I expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
So we're going to save the Red Dead talk for next <gasps> week uh, because we're already we're running a little long on this. Got to okay. get to the Game Awards. Baby. I won't be here. Just FYI. Did you like the end of Red Dead? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, main story. Main story loved it. Epilogue. Yeah. What just went too long? Okay, I'll just say right. that. And give your thoughts. I'm gonna go pee. I just, I mean, it's it's Andy, really. Andy, he's gone. Come it's here. incredibly hard. Come to the main chair, Andy Cortez, number one games journalist. Sorry, Jason Dreyer. It's incredibly hard to talk about it without spoiling it. Sure, it is. It's extremely it's impossible. I agree with you. Um, so what what are we gonna do about that? I don't know. I just, I uh, I mean, the, so we, you can't say why you didn't like it in any. It is would it be extremely difficult to talk about the end of this game in any critical terms without spoiling. Is it a tonal right. turn? Is that the problem? No, there's there's a very so I love the end. I thought it was great. Um, Andy has a very different opinion, and for us to express how those are different will require spoiling. Yeah, Kevin, just put up spoilers, bro. Everybody, mute your mute your stuff right now. This is it. This is your also, chance, this will take like twenty minutes. Are you sure you want to do this? <sighs> no, we can, no, we can, I can do it really quick. Andy can do it. Yeah, really but quick. I can't. Well, then you'll just have to wait till next week, then. But then he's just going to say that he didn't like it, and then that won't be good. Then you'll say you did like it. Yeah, it's that's simple. Okay. I don't know. Right. Spoilers Bros is up. I don't, I don't have spoilers. Bro. All right, it's not up. If you are YouTubing or watching or listening, this is your chance to mute it. How will you know when to come back? It's when Andy leaves. It's when Andy leaves. Uh, and when Andy that's leaves. Okay. okay. When number one game shows, And if Andy you're an audio cool. listener, Good. people right. might have trouble. Yikes. All right. All right. Well, no, um, Andy, just say, oh, you're right. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I think the... The whole lead up towards the end of the game, the yeah. core story is so fucking well done. Yeah, it's beautiful. It. It's heartbreaking. You see all the sort of gears in motion, and you know that this isn't going to end when end well for a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, not everybody is going to get out of this either alive or just in a positive way. <laughs> and it's it's fucking so great. It's so cinematic, and it feels like just a w really well-written movie. And it ends not with a bang, but a whimper. Like, yeah. it just, you watch it just unravel. It's Instead so of it being great. like, here's a big climax. Yeah. No, it's just like, oh. and it, And it leads up, it oh. leads up uh, after time. Like, you know, yeah. like, you just see everything happening, uh, and it's beautiful. Um, it, it's fantastic. The, the game ends, Arthur dies, and... Uh, it, Along in the game, he he it turns out he has um, um, tuberculosis. Uh, tuberculosis, and uh, is a, is dying and dying as the game goes on. And does that uh, start to affect gameplay? You can't run yes, as fast. It starts to affect you, cool. your yeah. your food uh, doesn't benefit you as much anymore. That's cool. Yeah, and he starts um, to waste away in front of your eyes. Your eye, your eyes are like always red and stuff. Sure. It's, it's he's yeah. always coughing. It's it's really heartbreaking, and the game ends with him dying. Right. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's like super well done. Um, Dutch has turned his back on you, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And not just you, also on John. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, John is left behind, and Dutch says, we couldn't save him. Arthur, we couldn't save him, Arthur. Thank you. I was waiting yeah. for the impressions. We couldn't save him, Arthur. Yeah. Um, and so the game's done. It's very, very, very sad. All of this wonderfully woven into this incredible story about uh, about a Native American tribe desperately trying to deal with what's happening to them at that moment and Dutch manipulating mm. their difficulties for his benefit. Acting as if he is on their side, but really, really it's a distraction so they can piece the fuck out and leave because the law's on them, right? And, or whatever. Ar and Arthur just finally being like, no. Yeah. No, we, we can't do we this. Can't. We have to this is a bridge too far. Nice. This is just Good job, too Arthur. far. Moment at the end where uh, steam hits Arthur's eyes and they're trying to get away from a thing. And then uh, he's like, and he sees Dutch and Dutch just walks away. And it's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Luckily, you get saved by one of the Native Americans. Sure. And it's just really, really cool. Anyway, so why I don't like the epilogue. Yeah. Sure. Epilogue, uh, you start off and you're playing as John Marston. I'm sorry, who? 
John Marston. Thank you. Very good. Uh, we're a Dutch somewhere out there. Anyway, so John Marston. <laughs> He's good. Um, I. The epilogue is way too long. I think. I think it drags on for it's. It's essentially setting up Red Dead Redemption One. Sure. Getting Beecher's hope, the farm that Abigail has always wanted. Yep. Abigail's yeah. like. Get your shit straight or I'm out or whatever. Yeah, because it starts with like you in a wagon with Abigail in a town homeless having been driven out after shooting somebody sure. and ends with you. I'm just looking for some honest car. work, Abigail. Yeah. So you get that honest work. You work on a farm and eventually you start making money. And then she's like, you got to quit doing all this bullshit or whatever or else I'm going to leave you. She eventually leaves. You go to Beecher's Hope. You yeah. buy a farm. You start setting everything up. You 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 meet up with uh, uh, with uh, with. Uncle, and I forgot. Sadie, Sadie Adler, oh, Uncle, Charles. But Charles, one by yeah. one. It's not like, oh, we're getting oh, no, the no. gang back it's really together. Cool. It's And everybody's been separated for a long time. And Sadie's had this incredible story going on off in the corner of all this. Anyway, please continue. I think it just leads up. I, I, I think it goes on way too long. And it also, in my opinion, um, does a disservice to Arthur's story. Mm. Because it feels like as you're scooping up fucking horse shit in a barn it's like arthur just died and that's really what i cared about and now i'm kind of doing these these tasks that are supposed to feel very you know like chores mundane yeah. mm -hmm. and and i just it, i feel like it takes away as i was doing this i'm like oh yeah arthur died and that was like a really big moment and yeah. now i kind of wish it ended there um it is setting it up so that post game you do have beecher's hope and abigail eventually comes back and you you get a close relationship with your son. You finally go and kill Micah, and uh, you you go to look for Micah and Sadie Adler's like he's up here, and then Dutch comes out and Dutch shoots Micah, and it's really cool. You, you have a moment that completely recontextualizes John and Dutch's encounters in the first game. You're mm -hmm. just like, you. It's one of those things where everything that happened in Red Dead One gets refreshed. A new lens, yeah, yeah, yeah that's and cool. it's really well done with that. But and you you are right about uh, th there's a lot going on in the pacing around the farm and things like that but yeah. well please continue I'm I, just, I, I do just feel like it did a disservice to the end of Arthur's story which I cared about more I like Arthur more than John Marston wow mm -hmm. uh, not only is it I, I think just his whole redemption arc is just so great um, mm -hmm. beautiful storytelling but yeah I, I just I feel like it went on way too long there's a they could have certainly like compressed the shit out of it because you beat the story at about 75% done with the like the main story is done at 75% okay. and the rest of it is like a lot of other stuff with John Marston doing chores, trying to build your house. Um, it, I just think it dragged on way too long. Counterpoint. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> no, the, the counterpoint on that for me would be that unless you've been especially exploratory, uh, about half the map opens up at precisely the moment that you move into Beecher's Hope and all that. You suddenly discover the entire Red Dead Redemption 1 map is also there oh, yeah. in the world. There have been rumors about that, right? Yeah, it's all there. About that, so yeah. this whole other world has opened up to you to explore oh, there. I mean, you could go there ahead of time, but they, you were strongly discouraged from heading that way, and there's not a lot to do there at that point. You head into Beecher's Hope, you begin to build this, and the pacing of that story, that second act story, is precisely made so that you're like, wow, I have like half this game to go discover now. And so you're coming back to these moments, the same way you did with Arthur's story. And it's still a much shorter story than Arthur's story, and I think told it at about the right, about the right pace to get the point across. And it is, in some very interesting parallel ways, a as sort of a, a, a cloudy mirror of what happens to Arthur, you see a lot of Arthur in John. It's Arthur's wedding ring that goes on to Abigail's finger when you mm. propose in game to her there. The one that the 
lady you met in the first game sent back to you. Sure. The one she refused is the one that ends up putting that part of the story together. You end up effectively on the same date that Arthur and Mary ended up on in, in New Orleans, but this one ends happily, which makes it all the worse when you're watching it all unravel in front of you. Great, I, I post, like great post credits, though. Post credits are, are going through and they show you what other characters that got away safely oh, from all the madness mm-hmm. are up to. It's really cool seeing them, um, seeing them thrive and be okay. Um, I, I forgot the guy's name, the the, the Leatherman slash Cook. Mm-hmm. What's it? Uh, Pearson? Pearson is like in his own shop now and he's like working his thing. It's like, oh, cool. It's, it's, it's great seeing these people thrive and be happy and not be... Uh, you know, downtrodden, dead. <laughs> Some yeah. of them are, and it ends differently oh, yeah, for sure. all of them. No, sure, sure. Uh, it's it's creepy. There's a, there's a shot in the credit sequence where you you see Ross and the other guy looking down the hill at the farm, like, like looking at each other, uh, and you've just worked so hard. As a, unlike Andy, I felt very invested in what was happening to John, yeah, yeah. and so I'm like, I finally built all this. Oh my God, this is all going to be taken away from me. Gotcha. And I felt like I like John less at the beginning of this game than I did. Before. This game makes you see what a jerk John is a lot. Yeah, sure. But by the end of the Terrible game, fun. he's a very different man, and that makes Arthur's story all the more meaningful to me and and made me like Red Dead 1 more. Because mm. John Red Dead 1 seems kind of listless and just like, are you fucking kidding me? And now I understand why. Just, like, just that, that tighten attitude. it up, Rockstar. Just tighten it up. Tighten I know it was tight. I, I liked tighten it. it. I, I thought they, I thought they like, nailed it. I would die at random moments killing games. It's like, just the end. I wanted you to end already. You know, like fucking. I want to go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that, yeah. Thank yeah, you, Andy. Yeah, number one games enough. journalist. That's the end of Red Dead spoilers. No more Red Dead spoilers. Andy, can I ask a favor? Can you fill this with water for me, please? I'm sorry. I love you. You want to be part of the game awards? Oh, it's because it's got. No, 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 it's and lost control. Do you want to do Game Awards stuff, Andy? Awesome. Before we get to the Game Awards predictions, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast is brought to you by Movement. Let's talk about Movement. Movement watches, sunglasses, and accessories are designed in LA, and the styles are super sleek, clean, and fashion forward. It's true. Movement watches start at just $95. You're looking at $400 to $500 for the same quality from traditional brands. Clean, minimal design, and really quality products. Cool Greg loves his gold one. He's wearing it all the time. Gia, myself, you, we all wear the sunglasses, sunglasses. Whenever, whenever, whenever sunglasses. we're going out. That's moving correct. sunglasses, man. They're money. You know, you look at it, and by money, I mean they're good looking, but money not that expensive. Oh, right. When you go to movement. No, uh, and now that. it's time to give yourself something special for the oh, holidays this year. Do. Movement did all the hard work this holiday season so you wouldn't have to, and they made awesome gift boxes and packaging. If you need help giving the perfect gift this season but don't know where to start, the guys over at Movement Watches got your back. Remember, Movement, that's MVMT. Uh, they've curated all their favorite styles into special gift boxes for you, so you can absolutely crush this holiday season without the added stress. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT com slash kinda movements launching new styles on their site all the time check out their latest at mvmt.com slash kinda that's mvmt.com slash kinda join the movement do it and now it's time ladies and gentlemen we're gonna do our game awards 2018 will change all right will you that's the tagline. Oh, I, I knew oh. the worlds will change. I didn't know the will you. I've seen the okay. will you. I'm probably going to stay the same. If I'm being honest, I'm going to watch Game Awards, enjoy it. I'm going down to LA to be there. I'm probably going to enjoy it. I'm not going to change, I bet. Yeah. I, I fully intend to change oh, as wow. much as possible. Change. You know what yeah. they say about caterpillars? They can't change their spots. <laughs> that is not what they say about caterpillars. 
Is it the noise they make? Yeah. They're so small, you can't hear it. You need a really good microphone. Yeah. So, um, I want to start by going through all of the, the nominees. Got it. Ah. And what we're going to do is predict who we think is going to win. Oh, okay. Not who we think should win. Who we think is. We going should to say what we would vote for. About okay. who, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But really, the focus of this is predicting who we think is going to Ooh, win. That's a tough one, okay. right? You sure you want to hear you that? Because a lot I'm of this stuff, we're gonna have a lot of conversations towards the end of the year about like our, our game, game of the year, yeah. the real game awards they call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is what they call them. Kind of like the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, actually, in that scenario. Jeff is definitely the real Ghostbusters, and, and we are definitely the Ghostbusters with the monkey. The function <laughs> one. Just, yeah, yeah. All right. Monkey and a hat. Monkey and a hat, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good hat. So it's going to be all, So are we starting at the back? Where are you starting? Let's start a game of the year. Let's start oh, big. Oh, you want to start big the reason and I want everybody to do that, out. Okay. The reason I want to do that is I feel like when we, we vote on the Game Awards, when we talk about the Game Awards, when other mm-hmm. people are deciding what they think should win, oh, yeah, they keep the whole thing in mind. Right, right, right. Because this is like, where we go. Of okay, if I'm giving game of the year to this, then I try to give best yep. direction nod to this, ah. and that's how Horizon got fucked last year. Whoa, you know, when it didn't win anything, mm-hmm. because I think everybody was trying to Zelda. play this game, and then it got all messed up. So I just want us to keep all that stuff in mind. Okay, all right, I'm with you. So game of the year, game of the year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Okay, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption (laughs) 2. I got two in and I was like, oh wait, all these games are great. Yeah. 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 More nominees than than ever before in this category. By one. And yet not enough. By one. And yet not enough. It has been a great year. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think because for me it's obvious. It's God of War. That's what you would vote? Um, Or is that what you're saying? That is what I would vote. It's also what I think is going to win. Really? Yeah. My prediction will be Red Dead 2. My vote, I can't make yet. Mm. I have been thinking about this all day, and I'm trapped between three games right now. I'm mm-hmm. locked in a in a internal power struggle, and uh, I hope it's okay that I'm not saying exactly what I think. You're allowed to do whatever you want. No one's going to yeah. get you. What are the three yeah. games you're locked in between? I'm torn between uh, Celeste, uh-huh. uh, uh, God of War, yeah. and Red Dead Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me. A Red Dead is a game that was made for me. Like it's like they reached into my mind and made the video game I wanted. Celeste is a game I never knew I needed. Uh, that's one of my favorite things ever. And God of War is the greatest single player focus story of its generation. Mm-hmm. Andy, what, what would your that? pick be? I think God of War is going to win, and it would also be my pick. Excellent. Yeah, I just think it hit on every level. God of War to me, I, I, I keep saying this, but when Celeste happened, I was like, I can't imagine a game beating it and then god of war happened I'm like it does it just simply mm-hmm. does and that's crazy but recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields right it's god of war man right mm-hmm. i mean that's my thing i've said it you know since finishing god of war that god of war is my game of the year um i've said i think it might be my new favorite game of all time mm-hmm. because i've just never had a game that is so perfect stem to stern and perfect, obviously, being a loose term. But I mean, in yeah. the, what I keep saying and what I keep hanging my hat on when I talk about this game is that there's never a wasted moment. Every moment in that game is designed to be a certain thing and do a certain thing and had me enraptured the entire time to the point that I'm on the boat and someone's telling me a story and I stop at the shore. Mm-hmm. The mission is over there. This is a story that has nothing to do with the real story. Oh, it has something tangentially to do, but not crucial information. But the story is so 
great and so well performed that that's what I'm going to do. My counterpoint to that, and you're right about everything you're saying, yeah. by the way, the counter thought to that is that in something like Red Dead 2, you have, I think, the most perfectly realized junction of open world emergent storytelling mm -hmm. and straightforward cast-based storytelling that I've ever encountered in a video game, which is a very, very different kind of game than Chloe oh, yeah. made and is also equally impressive. And it's hard for me to look at those two very different creative visions, very different kinds of games, both of which succeed beyond anything I've ever seen anyone who tried to do those things do. That's yeah. really hard. For, and then in the middle of that, the little game of the heart, Celeste, that sure. moved me the way few things have. I do think that predicting the winner here, I think it's gonna be a split between God of War and, and, Red, Dead. and Red Dead. And I think that Celeste is going to take votes away one way or the other from those. I just think that that's going, the, I think that the people that are the voting for Red Dead, more of those people are gonna vote for Celeste than the side of God of War, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. In terms of like how they're splitting the vote. Yeah, I'm not a voter, so I don't have to worry about that end, thank goodness. But Yeah, well, this is the fun part about it. I mean, we are voters for yeah. full transparency, of course. But I think that's, I, yeah, I, I think, I don't even, th I think Celeste, was the movement to get it nominated cool it's been nominated mm -hmm. it's recognized as game of the year for real what's game of the year it's yep. in the same way like you know kevin you know shouted out odyssey i love odyssey right it's a game i can't wait to get back to right now um a fantastic game i'm on my way to platinum and i've beaten all the storylines of it now like it's just it can't hold a candle to god of war i feel in terms of just not a wasted moment yeah and, and that's mm -hmm. the thing of what's been as well for me you really think there's not now there and Celeste when it talks to not a wasted moment, I'd actually think that that accomplishes that as well as God of War does. Mm, interesting. I, yeah. I can't think of a moment. It's no, Celeste you're right. No, I, and I love how fast it is to restart levels. Absolutely, Celeste. but no. it's what you were saying of like, okay, it got nominated, but like, let's really. But and I know, I and I, mean, I, think, and I mean, that's what I'm hanging my hat on. But yeah. I think it's also then the story of God of War, the technical prowess of God of War. Yeah, the that's of that's God of where War. like there's more I can add on to the cake to tell you why. But I think it's most. Stunning achievement is the fact that I think it's just so tight. No, God, God of War is Harry Chape in the video game, and that's that's hard to fight with. Yeah, I mean, it really is. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I uh, you know, in terms of a prediction, right? Like I think I, I'm, I'm saying I would vote God of War. Uh, in terms of a prediction, though, if, if it can beat Red Dead, is a big question, and it's gonna be interesting. I just I don't know because mm -hmm. it is that thing of putting on your reviewer's hat or whatever you want to do it, like. Sure, like you know, a lot of people Red Dead didn't click with, or they thought it started slow, or they don't like the like. There's, I feel like more criticisms lobbed mm -hmm. at a game that's trying to be, as we keep saying, right, something very mm -hmm. uh, uh, definitive. It, it's making uh, decided choices there to be a very specific kind of game. Yeah. Which even as someone who didn't want to finish it, I respect the hell out right. of it. Yeah. And I see people like Rami Ismail, right, tweeting about like. I can't get over this game. I don't enjoy it, but I can't get over what they're doing with it. Like, you know, he sees it for what it is as a work of art. Yeah. And I think there's a big part of that that will come down of, cool, we all loved God of War and it changed this, but then Red Dead is doing something we haven't seen before. And even if it didn't click with you, how much does that matter when you vote? Both of these games changed the state of the art in vastly different ways. And, and that's that's the hard part of it. But, but, but Red Dead, I, I do think, is a bona fide masterwork of the generation and it'll be hard for it not to win. Mm. We yeah. all worked at IGN. Yeah. We all know how they review games. All three Celeste, Red Dead, and God of War all got tens. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know IGN. I didn't yep. know God of War all got three. a ten. Yep. Got a ten for my nice. IGN. And those are rare. Uh they are. Then they're more not rare. This year. But not this year. Well this year's been crazy. What a it, weird it's, name. It's an Undertale as well. They're it's like the Paul Hollywood handshake. Yeah well Undertale was last year they gave it that I think or two years ago actually. I get it. Well Undertale 
Yeah, I guess now on console. Yeah, yeah, that cool. was uh, that was an older. But yeah, the, they gave those three tenths this year, and those are my three favorite. Oh, the Messenger's way up there for me. Florence is you'll way get up there for me. You'll, you'll get, get a chance for all this. Yeah. So settle down, Jared. Best ongoing game. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, yeah, I mean, is there any way Fortnite doesn't win this? I don't think so. I think Fortnite wins for sure. Yeah, same. I, I don't really have a a horse, horse in the race. race. Yeah, I would rather I would rather play No Man's Sky than any of these. Here's my thing, right? I think yeah, I think it's Fortnite, and I would vote Fortnite on this topic. Uh, Destiny Two Forsaken, right? Hey man, they listened to the community at launch, and they built something that's great, right? I think that. You can't negate the the packs that came before that were like, yeah. hey, we're working on what you want, but this is what we can do right now. The yeah. great that they got it to Forsaken. I know that like Fran and so many people are in love with it. I just think not that it's too little too late, but it's not it doesn't stack up to Fortnite week after week, month after month, season after season, coming out and literally yeah. changing the game and making these giant events and doing yeah. all these different and, things. And, and, and actually I, I, I disagree with that. I think it is too little too late. On Destiny mm-hmm. 2, I really do. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah, technically, when you spell it out, what I just said, it is. Yeah, yeah but I'm is. just, I, I'm not saying in terms of getting a fan base excited or being there, but in terms of the award, right? Yeah. And the same thing with No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, yeah. what a redemption tale. I'm so happy for them that they did this. They turned this around mm-hmm. and got to this point. But again, it was getting to this point. Exactly. You had a great drop, and that's awesome. I think, yeah. I think that may be like the most competitive field, I think, where like every game in that category is doing incredible things and releasing new content and new characters to play as. I think Overwatch does a great job of uh, getting hype for new characters and releasing new worlds to pl- or new levels to play in. Mm-hmm. But Fortnite just, you know, brought it up to 11. Absolutely. In terms yeah, of, like, that, you know, their, uh, the, the, the meteorite crashing and then the... Uh, uh, this new thing that happened recently where suddenly the you, butterflies, get, you get yeah. warped to... Uh, different dimension and there's a white butterfly and then suddenly the, the whole world changes i think it's like they they are doing what everybody else did and with just a little bit more resources it feels and, and let's not forget that they're they're taking a step beyond every other competitor on here by saying oh and by the way we're putting on everything on the planet earth this year it all works with each other instantly you can play it on a phone you can play it on a ps4 yeah, all, you can yeah play that's it on a, a fantastic point and actually. it's free so you know what? Outside of the content itself, it's the way they're pushing the industry. You're they're right. just 100%. like they are pushing. It, 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 Fortnite deserves a thousand votes in this category. Mm-hmm. Kevin, yeah, write to Jeff Keighley and give Fortnite one thousand <laughs> votes. <laughs> one thousand <laughs> votes for Fortnite. <laughs> one thousand <laughs> votes for Fortnite. Best game direction awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision mm. and innovation <sighs> in game design and direction. This is fucking torture. Yeah, I a way out. Detroit Become Human, Mario. God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2's director is halfway them and halfway you. Um, that's that's the creative vision on their end. Half of that game is the parts they're taking you through, and the other half is what you end up creating for yourself in that amazing cinematic mode in the way you engage the world. So you were given great license to be a director in Red Dead. On the other hand, what Corey did with God of War is an incredible focused creative vision. And yet again, we have two of the most perfectly realized creative vision side by side. But here's my thing. Can you read the description again? Man, Spider-Man's going to be Horizon this year, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. 
Yeah. I mean, what you just described to me is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. I God of War is my game of the year. Maybe I'm a favorite game of all time. Red Dead is what encapsulates that statement to me in terms of like, hey, again, it's a work of art. You you may you may love it, you may hate it. It's gonna make you feel something. Mm-hmm. I predict Red Dead's gonna win. Uh-huh. To me, it's God of War. And the reason for that is in game direction and design, the way that, that game is designed, the fact that the camera doesn't cut, mm. that yeah. great point changes video games to me. That changes like, no longer does a uh, cinematic experience need to be a cinematic. It is something that you get to play through mm-hmm. and seamlessly between cutscenes and gameplay and all of that. So for game direction, in addition to an amazing story, the the amazing direction of acting and all of that, that and, would be mine. But I yet, predict Red and, Dead. And yet in Red Dead 2, which I don't think you've played much of, right? Mm-mm. That ability is dynamically built in as well in a very strange way. And, and that's the, the other end of it is that they, they haven't hyped this as much, but any there's not that many cutscenes in Red Dead. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a ton of conversation and you're in control of how that's unfolding. It's very strange. Hmm. Uh, and they give you the ability to cinematize it and they have like pre-baked camera angles for things in the woods and for it's weird and wonderful. See, but my thing is it's it's not that the just making it cinematic is the fact that it's all one take. There's something yeah. oh, that's powerful. That, that feels beautifully real about it all just being one smooth tip, oh no it's right? like this incredible like paul thomas anderson like yep. moment can you happening. tell me what you're reading that has the descriptions on it you know what i mean yep. that way i can have it open too it's the gameawards.com slash awards excuse, excuse me i said slack it i'm to trying me. to Andy, do that what is your pick i can do it what happened to your neck first of all <laughs> i went to say i was like andy what's your pick and then they i got hung up and i was like oh and then i went back and my neck like jammed you ever get like a neck pain yeah them ne- neck pains. uh i do think I think the voters will split the vote here where whatever wins game of the year will win or will not win this award. You know mm. what I mean? I do think they'll try to split it up that way. So I'll, I'd vote for Red Dead Redemption. Mm. But I do agree with Tim about the no-cutting camera. It's like revolutionary. It never felt like you were, all right, time to play, time to watch, time to play, time to watch. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. It was always sort of around you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on it, and I don't, again, I love God of War, I don't have to sit here, but I just feel like awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. I think, I just feel like direction and design is Red Dead. I, f- I predict that Red Dead will win both Game of the Year and Best Game Direction. I think, I think with all NPCs, uh, you know, the interacting, uh, I think all that stuff sort of goes into... What they're talking about here? Sort of like innovative design, yeah. Mm-hmm. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Oh, jeez, not again. Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. Florence should be on this list. Florence should be on this list. My vote goes to God of War. God. (laughs) I predict God of War. Mm -hmm. I almost want my vote to go to Spider-Man. Wow. I feel like Spider-Man told such a great Spider-Man story. It did. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's you're not wrong. And it's like that mm-hmm. is such an accomplishment because it could have been totally phoned in, and it 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 should have been. Like it could, they could have took the easy Sonic way out. Would never do that. And they didn't. They didn't. They really gave us a great Spider-Man story. At the end of the day, it didn't have as many twists and turns as it could have. Um, but to be fair, neither did God of War. Uh, it has a couple big moments, but so does Spider-Man. Um, but narrative is more than twists and turns, right? Yeah. It is. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say Red Dead 2 is my choice because 
of the open world storytelling and how ridiculously difficult that is to do with a very laid out story and how well that progresses itself. But I think the winner in the category will end up being God of War. Yeah. Yeah, I really think I think the winners I predict God of War, but for me, Spider-Man, it just narrative also includes not just twists and turns, but it's the world. And to be, hey, this is a Spider-Man eight years in the making, and we're going to sure. reveal that world to you, reveal your relationship with Mary Jane mm-hmm. and and Otto Octavius and like all the Norman Osborne, like all these characters you know. Like that is it was such a refreshing uh take for me. And I thought they did such a great job. I vote and predict God of War. Best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, Mm. Return of the Oberdeen. This one's fun. Uh, Best art direction. I think that one's probably going to go again. That's going to be Red Dead for me. Um, Because that, I mean, the snow melt on the rocks, I think that's where it finally got me. Just like, wow, this sure does look like the world. And the fact that I travel 100 yards in any direction and the train changes and the colors still pop and it's completely different plants and completely different animals and completely different terrain and it's still beautiful. And it just sort of flows into each other for miles in every direction. That's probably going to be it for me. Uh, Also, the people look great. Has anybody played Oberdin? No. Me neither. It looks dope as fuck. We watched a trailer of it. That's a Beatles song, right? Over Dan, over die, life goes on. That's exactly what it is, Jerry. I'd vote for God of War only because of the the variety and worlds that you're in, Mm -hmm. and how different camera thing. Again, this fits there, right? True. God, this one, this is hard. Yeah. Especially because I want to give a shout out to Octopath Traveler. That game, the moment everyone saw it, it was just like, holy shit, this is doing something so different, and it's beautiful. It is like revolutionizing what a 2D JRPG can look like. You know. I don't think it's going to win. I, I no. do think I do think w- another thing that gives it a God of War for me is, I mean, it's it's art direction, so it's like animation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I do think the the variety of combat in God of War, mm-hmm. um, you know, do uh, comboing with different enemies and throwing them up into the air. You know, I think that I'm surprised. Is Spider Man there? No, no. no. Wow. Spider-Man was great animation. <laughs> it does. Uh, Red, Red Dead had me, I think, the first time a really horrible thunderstorm rolled through, and then the clouds started to break. Like, that that effect. I, I, have you been through a Red Dead thunderstorm, Andy? You know, it's just like... I haven't been in one. I've, I've been in rain. It's unreal. I saw a clip of a guy getting struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and his character died, you know, Arthur died. No, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in the game. I predict Red Dead. Yeah, is that what you would vote to? I would vote Are either you abstaining. I would vote sure. either God of War or Octopath Traveler. Mm. Yeah, I think I would. I predict and vote Red Dead. Oh, that's one of my favorite categories. I predict and vote God of War. Yeah, I think it's a good point you're making about the animation. Yeah, best score slash music presented. But, by Spotify. Oh, but I mean, like. <laughs> mm, yeah. Hmm. Nothing. Really I think it's just, you know, for us, any creative and or technical achievement, artistic design and animation, right? Like, I think technical achievement is where Red Dead, I think, for me, surges ahead True. in terms of why I'm there and because of the tech of that world, the mm-hmm. dynamic thunderstorms. I'm not even making a joke, the horse testicles, right? Like a, a, yeah. a detail that's a visual artistic thing to that level, right? That then moves out. And then the way clothes God rays. <laughs> the God rays in fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, coming through the tree is just. 
every time you see that, it's like, oh, let me take a screenshot, you know? Best score slash music presented by Spotify. Spotify! For outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and slash or licensed soundtrack. Yeah. Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead 2. I'm going to say Celeste because it's extremely difficult to write a memorable soundtrack about in a game that you die a hundred times on the same screen that you don't get tired of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just playing that same stage over and over and over and over and over and over with the same music, and you don't get tired of hearing it. Instead, is that your prediction you or it. your That your is my vote. My prediction is Red Dead Redemption, which has a kind of bodacious soundtrack. Man, this I, one's real hard for me. I, yeah, I think my vote's going to be for Celeste, but... I think Red Dead will win, and I think it'll win for reasons why I don't love the soundtrack. Is it at times they will introduce songs with vocals, and yep. not all of them I'm, I, I dig. Mm. And I think it sounds, it seems kind of cheesy and corny sometimes, and that kind of just turns me off. Uh, but that there, there's, I yeah, that's a spoiler moment for me. But yeah, God, that one of my, I the last thing I expected was that sudden optimistic musical turn that mm-hmm. takes place at one point. For me, I predict it's going to be Celeste. I personally yeah. would vote Octopath Traveler because hmm. Octopath Traveler is the first game in a long in a long time where I like the music so much that I'd be playing it on planes. And I'm like, I need to take a nap. It brings but the heat. Hard save and then just leave it on the menu and sit there listening to yeah, it. That's a great point. Yeah. Oh my God. Octopath Traveler has great music. Yeah. I, I think this Celeste. is a chance to. I'm sorry, go, ahead. go for it. No, I think this is a chance where, I, in terms of predictions, where I think Celeste is going to get the votes. I also feel like uh, it's wrong that the Messenger is not nominated for this. Well, you can take it up with the judging advisory board. Messenger does have a dope soundtrack. Messenger has a great I, soundtrack. My thing is, yeah. I love Celeste's soundtrack so much, but even then, and at God of War, I feel like it has a, a great theme that fit the game very well, but it's not super memorable. And it, I don't think it did anything extremely unique. Um, Spider-Man is where I would put my vote probably. Spider-Man swells, right? Like that was the thing of swinging through. We talked about this all the time. You get off a call, you jump off a building, the music mm-hmm. would go, it swells, you crested over the thing. And I just feel like they the the music was built into the gameplay. And like that is an achievement, but this doesn't mention anything about achievement. I'm so. looking at the voting here and I think you are right about Spider- Spider-Man is going to end up being like the most eight game possible in a year of nines mm-hmm. in, in terms of a lot of this voting categorized. I I would vote for Spider Man. I predict. What do you predict him? It's between Celeste and Red Dead. I, I'm gonna give it to Celeste. Okay. Best audio design Ooh. presented by Dolby. Dolby. Recognize the best in-game audio and sound design: Call of Duty Black Ops Four, Forza Horizon Four, God of War, Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption Two. Man, this is uh, Spider Man or Red Dead. Yeah. Yeah. The the. the the different soundtracks for Peter Parker having effort sounds mm-hmm. when swinging and stuff, I think is really cool. But they do that in Red Dead as well, where yeah. when an NPC gets far away, your character shouts, starts shouting his lines. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Um, but I do think the, I think it'll go to Red Dead Redemption only because of all of the, I remember uh, Jared talking about this on a prior games cast where every place in the yeah. world has its own vibe and its own sound palette. Yep. Uh, every city sounds different. The swamps, the the towns, the, the plains. Yeah, it's, I, I really it's believe at this point I could close my eyes. You could put earphones on me, and I could tell you where we were in the world. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's games really cast, games came. <laughs> oh man. 
So that's that's my pick and prediction. I'd vote for Spider-Man based on everything I just said. Um, but I think I predict Red Dead. So wait, Andy, what did you vote and predict? Um, I vote and predict Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. But what about Boy? What about that? That was great, but uh, we, maybe <laughs> that brings that, us into best performance. Oh, nice segue! Awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and slash or performance capture. Brian Deckert as Connor, Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos, God of War. Boy, my name Not is Connor. What I imagine him looking like it's kind of impersonation of him. Hank, I don't understand why you're doing this. <laughs> Melissa Melissanthi Mahout as Cassandra, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead 2. I don't Yuri know. Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker, Marvel Spider-Man. <laughs> gotcha, Yuri. Ah, man. That's my are, Yuri Lowenthal impersonation. Let's get, let's get. Obviously, these are all superb. Uh, but I, I fell in love with Arthur, and a lot of it was that, that voice. And especially the fact that, for reasons we don't want to spoil, that voice changes so much over the course of the game and is still Arthur. Gets kicked in the balls once. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that that's the, the, yeah. the, what the dynamism that he has to go through in that role, that makes it a truly great performance. Is that who you're predicting to? Uh, yeah, I predict Hill one for that p- precise reason. Sure. I I would like Yuri Lowenthal to win it, but I think it's going to go to the person who voices Arthur. Who voices Arthur? I forgot. Uh, Roger Clark. Roger Clark. I think it'll go to Roger Clark, but I, I my vote goes to Yuri Lowenthal. Honestly, I think this is the most competitive category we've had so far. Yeah. In terms of just like every one of these people, I could see winning because they're all amazing and they all did his stuff. Christopher I, Judge made me cry so many times. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, and I mean that's the thing. You know, you want to talk about Christopher Judge coming in and breathing life and depth into a character that up until this point has had none, mm-hmm. and making me care about Kratos after years of shit talking Kratos and giving him a range and giving yeah. him a performance, right? And that's the thing is, I like it's best performance. It's not best VO. Yeah, the, and that's the, so much of that is communicated through not touching him, right, shying right. away the fucking line of I know where there's such a weapon right and like get going out and arguing I just got goosebumps right there yeah, it's that. one of those ah. things I Cassandra is one of my favorite video game characters of all time but I think in terms of a performance you stack that up against Kratos and I think I I, I, I would vote Christopher Judge mm-hmm. just in terms of what he did there uh, again though this sucks because Yuri was amazing Arthur is amazing uh, Brian is amazing like all these people are fucking incredible, but and I you think, spent so much time with Cassandra. I mean, she's been your yeah. I just think Yuri brought so much joy yeah. to. I mean, the I, gameplay experience. The thing I go back to all the time is like I've been lucky enough to know Yuri a while, and like I don't when I play when I and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but like when I play a game and Nolan pops up, oh, I'm like, oh, it's Nolan. You know what I mean? Like ah, when I'm playing Spider-Man, that is Peter Parker. I do not hear Yuri's voice. I do not hear Yuri in that. And that's why I would vote for uh, Yuri because. He turned me around. He's he re- crying. He reinvented uh, <laughs> uh, Peter. Parker. He wasn't. He was Peter Parker to me, and yeah. like that's something that we we already are familiar with. Peter Parker's for him to be this new Peter Parker and, and not feel weird and not yeah. feel weird. It's that's like, a oh, great I'm, fucking point. I just feel like as, as as cool as his performance is, what's demanded of Clark in that role is is significantly more difficult. Uh, he's so much range over such a sh- relatively medium length campaign and yet he's forced to alter himself on several occasions radically and always still sound like the same guy and it's it's shocking how well he does it i predict uh christopher judge though yeah do you? yeah yeah i'm gonna i think Clark yuri lowenthal's crying scene though got me real good it was good real good guys i changed my vote to yuri you raise a great point 
Vote or prediction? Vote. I never predicted anything. Um, I'll give them all awards, though. Thank you, Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make some oh, Andy good. awards. I love that. Andy awards. Andy's. Yeah. Can I have an Andy? I'll be, you can have one, sure. Thank you. I'll give one to myself, too, because I think I did a great job this year just doing voices. You're a good you Andy. did a great year. Yeah. You're yeah. always good I'll predict Kratos. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would vote Yuri. Good calls, Greg. Good calls. That's what I do. Christopher Judge is a cool name, by the way. Yeah. Can we just talk about that? Games for Impact. Can for we define th- this? He's about to. I, oh, I said, Read can we define this? Oh. You off. <laughs> can we define this? I said, can we find no, this? No, can you define like, this? I don't know. Games for Impact. For a thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning or message. The Lawrence! Eleven yeah. Eleven Memories Retold. Celeste. Florence. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. The Missing. J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. I vote for Florence. I think Celeste wins. Ooh. I vote and predict Celeste. I only played Celeste out of this list, so that they get both of mine. Florence is fantastic. Or I, I loved abstain. it. Great, <laughs> great experience. Super worth playing for everybody. Celeste changed the damn game when it comes to this stuff. The, when you're talking about profound pro-social meaning or message, mm-hmm. like that is pro-something. Florence was just a fun narrative. I actually would prefer that narrative mm-hmm. than, than I feel like category. Florence. I think Celeste obviously does it with. It, 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 there's more involvement in the in the parallels of the story and the difficulty of the experience. But Florence, in many ways, encapsulated the same kind of mechanical storytelling bridge that Celeste pulls off, and it did it in a 45 minute experience that's extremely accessible. Whereupon many people never even reach that point in Celeste. And ding, 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 that's the problem in terms of making a prediction, right, for who's going to win. How many people are voting, and I, I would, and I don't know how many, you know, whatever, but in terms of made it to the jump in uh, Celeste, right? It's similar to The Messenger, where I did, and I guess I didn't, no. It's similar to Messenger, where I know there's a, uh, whew, this thing goes off in a different direction, but I never made it there. I'm sure a lot of people played that game and didn't make it there, to where the story goes in a different direction. I would argue two levels of Celeste is... And that's why I cut impactful. myself off. Like, I've been there. Yeah. Like, I, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, even one level is, I would sure. say. Like, once, if you get to the end of the first stage of Celeste, it still, I think, has more of a profound social meaning or message than Florence does. And I, I loved Florence. Mm-hmm. It's just, to me, Florence is a story about a relationship. What do you got against relationships, Tim? Nothing. I just, I just think that <laughs> Celeste, like... No, I mean, Celeste is... I don't think... I think, what, what is the... I mean, the, you've had a chance to play this, and you haven't go play Celeste and pause right now, but what is the pro-social message of Celeste. It is being able to look into yourself and, and try, to, to, try to try to find the light that's still there when sure. you're depressed, when they're right. dealing with anxiety. Right. And I feel like when you add that to gameplay, like yeah. that's what makes Celeste special to me is the story is deep and meaningful, but every single thing about it is tied to actual gameplay that is tight 2D platforming at uh, its best. Okay, now you've got something here. There's the Greek word hamartia uh, is used in, in scripture. It means sin, but it literally means missing the mark, like you're shooting an arrow and you mm-hmm, miss the bullseye. Mm-hmm. It's the same word that actually appears as sin in the Bible. I think that Celeste is an expression of that. It's like every time I miss the mark, I feel shamed. Every time I miss the mark, I'm not making it, but I keep going. Her her self-loathing is... In, yeah, it changed my vote. I, I'm, Me too. I, no, actually, you, you yeah, did it. He's you, right. You're a great thing. Of, I right. was so excited to see Florence. I got distracted, but you're right. Yeah, what is the pro yep, meaning? You're right. The pro meaning of Florence is relationships end sometimes and you'll be okay, which you're is a good message, okay. but like, not nah, the same message. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. It's 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 transcendental. You should play Florence, Andy. 
It's, it's an iOS game, right? 45 minute yeah. iOS I game. Uh, on I might have be an iOS device. Oh, I think it oh, might be. Android Android oh, it's a phone. Android but I think it's on Switch now, or does it just get announced for Switch? Oh, I really? I didn't hear I that. Definitely, I that. Maybe I made it up. Hold on, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely worth playing. Yep. It's like, like really short, too, right? 45 minutes. Yeah. Thank Holy you for shit. swaying me, Tim. Yeah. With your good I'm points. a swayer, dude. Great games, though. It is on Android. Is it out? Oh, no. Yeah, it's on Android. Switch. That's where I played it. Best independent game. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Before we read the nominee, Messenger Baby. That's Messenger, Messenger right. Man. That's Messenger. Best independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievements in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Okay, first off, Minute should be on here. Um, <laughs> no, I, that's a no. That that game. That you talk about outstanding creative technical achievement. Freaking amazing. You ever beat it? Oh yeah, Minute. It takes like two hours. He Celeste, totally had you 120 rights. minutes. Huh? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well mm -hmm. done, Celeste. Dead Looks cells. like I was wrong about Florence on Switch. I'm confused. My apologies. Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Oberdeen, The Messenger. Okay, so Celeste, amazing. Into the Breach, we never gave the love it really deserved here. That's uh, true. That game's unreal. Yeah. Like that is that is just about that is just about the perfect strategy video game. It's incredible. Uh, and takes, those are games that just do not buy with me, which is why I never ever gave it a shot. Yeah, it's, it's so minimal. Like it takes it strips. It's like Chrono Trigger. It strips all the crap out you hate. And just leaves the absolute bare minimum that you need to get what's fun about those games, and takes everything else. Out. Uh, when I saw uh, like graphics of like, oh, it's a mecha game. Holy shit! Let me get, let me get to it. And it's like strategy, sort of turn based. Like, ah, never mind. I'm yeah. good. Did you even try it? I didn't try it, Andy. Just, I even I if hate, you don't I, like, I can't do those games. I, it, it's different than those. I, I don't I, try. Try once. I'll buy you a copy. Do, a do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. Give it a shot. I'm sorry, I got Celeste across the board for me. Vote for Celeste, and I predict Celeste. My thing is, so many of these games I love and enjoy so much. Dead Cells, if it was tighter, if it wasn't a 25-hour game and instead was a 10-hour game, it'd be there'd be a question. Actually, even that's hard because Celeste is fucking so damn good. Um, but shout out to Dead Cells and shout out to the Messenger. I had such a great time with the Messenger. I, I love the Messenger. I just feel it does so much perfectly that when it does some things okay mm -hmm. i'm like ah, i wanted a little bit more from ah, okay I get the, I, big, I, the big twist in the game i don't like it oh see i love it uh, i i think the um the why i would vote the messenger over celeste is i just had more joy playing it um whether it's the the platforming the the writing is hilarious it is and I, I, I enjoyed the writing more than celeste now celeste is obviously a more serious game it's supposed to make you feel more things but that's not the type of game that I would necessarily enjoy. The humor, the same reason, sort of like going back to MCU and review why I have Ragnarok over Infinity War. Like I, I loved the the jokes and the goofs in Messenger. I love the self awareness. The guffaws. Um, but also on top of that, if the gameplay wasn't good, then you know what do you really have? But I thought the gameplay was incredible, along with sort of that open world thing that sort of twists and turns. And I thought it was, I think it's just great. I love the Messenger. I'm abstaining from voting. Uh, I didn't beat enough of these games. I mean, I've played a lot of them. I've played Celeste. I've played some Dead Cells. Uh, I, I've played The Messenger. And but all, none of those games I finished. Uh, my wife uh, did uh, uh, brand management for The Messenger, so obviously I don't feel <laughs> ready to say anything about that. But, like, Messenger I played, I was like, I get it, and stopped playing Celeste. I played for a long time. I really enjoyed and then something came out and distracted me, and I never went back. Dead Cells, I played a few runs. I'm like, I get it, cool. And then, yeah, Into the Breach didn't seem like my type of game. And uh, Anyways, predicting, though, as I predict Celeste. 
I could see you getting sucked into Into the Breach, by the way. Yeah. I guess um, it's just been a yeah. while since I've played a like a a 2D platformer and had so many moments where like, holy shit, whoa. And, and this is Celeste? It's a messenger. Okay. You know, Celeste was just kind of like a gradual thing. And Dead Cells, on the other hand, while I love the hook, again, I agree with Tim, it's like, shorten it, keep it tighter. Uh, I felt more frustrated playing it. Are you- and it could be just a get good thing or whatever, yeah. but... Are you predicting messenger as well? I am predicting Celeste, but I, I vote for the messenger. Gotcha. Jared, what were your predictions and votes? Uh, my, as much as I love the messenger, it's on my all-time favorites list now, I think, I both have to choose and predict Celeste. Um, those the Celeste is deeply impacting at, at a level that I think that, that transcends just a game. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's it's art in, also, in a very beautiful way. Also, uh, how in how in the world is uh, how in the world is Bloodstain not on here? How's that? Because it's not the real one. The real one didn't come out. Uh, the real the one didn't one, come. The, the, the fake, fake one, one is. The is creates one where the, Matt worked all on it. Yeah, that that that, that quote unquote fake Bloodstain fake, game fake is amazing. Well, that's a great game. Uh, go, let me call up Jeff Keeley. Ring a ding ding. But yeah, I also think that Celeste is a shoe in here because. It got nominated for Game of the Year. And yeah, every, no, no, with all due respect, it's not going to win Game of the Year. Or will it? We'll see. Nah, no, <laughs> the the biggest upset of all time. Fucking Corey Barlog walks over and punches fucking Dan Hauser in the face. <laughs> and everybody's like, what's happening? <laughs> best mobile game. For the best game playable on a dedicated mobile device. Lawrence! <laughs> things, get, things get interesting here. Donut County. Great game. Florence. Great game. Yep. Fantastic. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Good game. PUBG Mobile, mm-hmm. Reigns, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Where is part-time UFO? Where is part-time UFO? Where is part-time UFO? I am voting and predicting, Florence. Wow. I have no vote. I am voting and predicting Florence. Yeah, that's my man. I am voting Florence. I am predicting Fortnite. Damn. And honestly, I mean, here's the thing, dude. Yeah. Arguments to be made. I said this on Games Daily a couple days ago. Fortnite is a fucking accomplishment on mobile. Yes. Oh my god! I no, will I'm not never away forget from being on Gamescast and you guys pulling it out and me seeing it and being like, "This, this is the game." Game changer. The yeah. the concessions made are graphical. They're not gameplay. They're not what the game is. The full fucking Fortnite game is playable there. What's really impressive is watching really good players play Fortnite mobile. Yeah, and it's just it like there's that audience where you wonder like where are the hardcores for these games like the, is there a hardcore dedicated audience that plays this over console or over PC and they exist and it's really fucking impressive it's really cool to see how that how Fortnite Mobile and even PUBG Mobile too mm-hmm. has sort of like garnered its own little uh, fan base and and it has super hardcore people playing it my my favorite thing about Fortnite Mobile is that it puts good games in the hands of kids again i yeah. like that I, I like when it makes more kids able to play good games together and i, I think that's great i think that i agree that don't get me wrong i just feel like this is going to get one in like everybody's going to and kind of give like the eye roll yep i'm like fortnite yes it You're is on mobile one. it plays on mobile it's not a mobile game you know what i mean it's florence that's a mobile game that's fair i and and you're right there's gonna be a lot of people that don't vote for fortnite just because of that but this is another weird one where I even would predict Donut County potentially over Florence because I feel like more people played it. Because mm. if we're talking about votes, will, it's a numbers game. I feel like a lot of people will get their survey, figure out that Florence is 45 minutes long, and play it before they vote. Donut County is super short, too, though. Yeah, that's true. Donut County is right. Donut County is amazing. Yeah, well, I love Donut uh, County. Have a garbage day. Yeah, have a garbage day, indeed. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I think this is where the, so you're going to give the nods to Florence. 
skin that maybe get hit. out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Also, seriously, it's a crime against. It's just a crime that part-time UFO is not on here. Best VR slash AR game for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality. What a fucking of category, PlayStation VR fans. It's our year. <laughs> Astrobot Rescue Mission. Whoop, whoop. Beat Saber. Fuck yeah. yeah. Firewall Zero Hour. Oh, really? Moss. <laughs> My man. Tetris Effect. Let's go. Oh, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Dude. I love you. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Here's He's, what I want y'all to do. Trade in your PlayStation 4 and buy a PlayStation VR. Because this is these are the games. Dude, I want to play Astrobot now. I have to see I don't how these reviews. Huh? Dude, Astrobot's so much fun. People talk about Astrobot. I as love if it's Astrobot. like one of the best platformers like ever. And they ain't wrong. You need to play it, Tim. I need to play it. I, all these games are so well. Not all of them. So many of them are so up my alley. I need to play Tetris Effect. What can you do? Yeah, I, I feel like do. there's going to be a recency bias thing with votes for this, and I think that Tetris Effect. I agree. There's going to be a regency bias. Recency. Oh, okay. <laughs> bias. I, well, I mean, no, Astrobot was right there. Yeah. Here's but, what I'm going to say. Here's, I'm gonna, if you don't mind me taking the pulpit for a second. I think Tetris Effect is going to win. Mm -hmm. It has such a groundswell movement behind it. What may, the only thing that might hurt it is I imagine most people are playing it not in VR. The mm -hmm. people who do play in VR know what's the thing, but they're just excited to see Tetris Effect on the ballot, right? Yeah. I wouldn't give it to Beat Saber. Just you know, it's. I wouldn't give it to Beat Saber, which I love and can't wait for on PlayStation VR. But it's right now out on regular VR and has a whole store full of awesome songs to download. I think the fact that it's there, it's not on the most popular VR right now. Is is it going to hurt it in terms of? Oh, I've seen it. It's cool. It's lightsabers. You don't. I personally don't even know all about the uh, downloadable songs and all the stuff you can get and all the mod community and all the jazz and the Darth Maul. You know, there's so many cool things happening with it. Firewall Zero Hour. So great, right, Kev? Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about really like, holy shit! I'm oh playing a, I'm playing it with works. seven other people, and it's all working, and it's all fantastic. It's great. It's still not light years above it. Moss is a game that I love and got super overlooked. Everybody who's like yeah. in love with Astrobot, which again is a fantastic game, needs to fucking play Moss, which is also now out. Not it debuted on PSVR, and now out on everything else. That you little mouse is so cute. Quill, amazing character, but I think Tetris Effect is what takes it, and honestly. It's tough. It, this is really where it gets in the head of like what I would vote for versus what do yeah. I think would win versus what is my favorite. Like that's so fucking tough right there. But yeah. I'd probably end up giving it to Tetris Effect too. I would rather play Tetris Effect than Astrobot, but Astrobot is probably the greater achievement for the art form mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it, it somebody mm -hmm. managed to, to break through and make us go, oh, wow, look what VR can do. And that's the but, thing, and that's and maybe the, what a hold back Tetris effect is. It's fucking insane and amazing, and there's all this hyperbole on it about, like, can Tetris win game of the year? And it's like, well, yeah, but it is just Tetris. Now, granted, Tetris is ah, one of the greatest games of all time. Ah, yeah. all time. I, I think I think Tetris effect wins it. I think you uh, narrowly, I think I'm probably going to say Astrobot edges it out for me, even though I'm more likely to play Tetris effect. Like, that's the game I'm going to go home and play. Yeah, yeah, But Astrobot may very well be the greater achievement of the two. Tim, what are you voting for? Or what, are, you, are you abstaining, but what are you uh, predicting? I'm abstaining. I haven't played enough of these. Um, I will say, though, Beat Saber is, it's just, it's old. That's the problem it has going for it. Because Beat Saber is one of those games where, like, anytime, even whether or not you know and have played with VR or anything, th those videos go viral. Of people being sure. like, what the fuck is this game? It looks awesome. It's definitely one of my games of the year from what I've played. Mm -hmm. It is fantastic. It's such a great time. And it, it shows how cool VR can be. It, it kind of is the promise of VR yeah. achieved. It, it's the, the sort of Wii Sports thing where you show your... When you got your Wii and you just yep. had people come over and play Mario Tennis. Like, If you have 
a Vive or an point. Oculus, it's like, come look at this game that is available. It's everything yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. And Kevin, I'd like your it. input. This is a category built for you as well. As the VR Kevin boys, Quella. we call each other. I feel like he's walking I, upstairs. I feel like uh, Firewall was like the biggest surprise. I think Tetris will win. Okay. And I even think it deserves it because it's it's great. It's a phenomenal thing. But I yeah. and love that just transports like, you to another yeah, world. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That uh, really takes you. But Firewall works so well. Firewall is like the promise of like, hey, these people are figuring it out, yeah. and you guys are gonna have games. What's gonna hurt Firewall is just not enough people playing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. You know, I think Tetris is so much more accessible. Yeah. I predict Astrobot wins. Oh. And oh, I, I'm wow. saying that because I think that the vote's going to be split between Astrobot, Beat Saber, and Tetris Effect. And I think that Beat Saber and Tetris Effect are going to pull from each other. Mm, it's and I think that people are going to rally and fight for and try to Let's push Astrobot. Okay. Nice. Best action game. For the best game in the action genre focused on combat. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Dead Cells. Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, Mega Man 11. Speaking of... Where the fuck Grumpy is God of War? Yeah, where, where, where is God <laughs> of War? Action Adventure, it's the next category. Okay, oh, that's, cool, okay. So where is the Messenger? Dead. Yeah, and where again is Bloodstained? Again, it's not out yet. No, no, the, the, the <laughs> one that already came out. out yet. The one that already Dude, came out. Again, real Ghost Can you read them again with me, Tim? Sorry about that. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, Mega Man 11. I I mean I don't know I I don't know I don't fucking know uh, I'd say probably uh, Call of Duty Four Black Ops because it brought it you're getting uh, you're mm. getting a really good battle royale experience when people feel like they may have been burned by PUBG on console um, you're getting that and it runs super well well not for us yesterday but I don't really know that wasn't on yeah. that's not on the game yeah uh, yeah I think the game works incredibly well and the fact that uh, most consoles have that experience now that isn't Fortnite, that is a more sort of serious shooter, even though there's perks and zombies or whatever. I, I'd give it a Black Ops. I think for me on this one, I would vote for Mega Man 11. And I think Dead Cells will win because it's Critical Darling and this is the place people are going to get a chance to vote for. That's a good point, yeah. I think I, I, I predict Dead Cells. I also vote Dead Cells, but that's because I like that game. But yeah, think, Dead Cells had that that sort of a uh, little wave of craziness where everybody was tweeting about it, and it was sort of yeah. how far have you gotten? Yeah. Um, but I think people missed out on Mega Man Eleven, which is a superb action game. Hmm. I, d I didn't try. I need to. It's I, really I, I love Mega Man. It's really really good. You didn't need to because you loved Mega Man. I really need to. No, I really oh, need to. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Big Greg? I don't feel like I'm versed enough. To, I didn't, you know, I haven't played Forsaken. I didn't play Mega Man 11. Far Cry 5, I didn't enjoy. I think that's just on here because they needed to fill out the categories. Uh, well, hold on. Why Let me take that back. Stand? I enjoyed Far Cry 5, but not enough that I would have ever put it on an anonymous list for anything. Damn, um, that was this year? Yeah. Jesus that Christ. That was the beginning. Not even the beast. Like, for, anyways. Uh, Holy shit. Man, you, may, you make a good case for Dead Cells, I guess. Can you just what, read the description again for Action Game for me? Uh, game in the action genre focused on combat. That's Mega Man. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict uh, Call of Duty. I think it's a, a safe prediction. I think it's between that and Dead Cells. It just depends on. 
I do think that people will want to reward Destiny for doing the right thing and, and listening to the fans. Mm. And I and I loved what I played at Destiny too. I I played the main story and I didn't do a lot of like post game con- like I didn't do the raid or anything. But I think everything in the main campaign was super well done and fun and had the same hooks that we were all used to. In the same vi- vein, though, do you think they're going to want a, uh, a reward Call of Duty? People love Blackout, right? That yeah. seems like it's super sure, yeah. popular, and they're happy yeah. with zombies. Like Call of Duty is one of those ones. Where people are like, "What the fuck?" And then they play it, and like, "Oh, actually, everyone's into it." It yeah. seems like it seems, and it sold really, really well. Obviously, yeah, I'm tempted to go with Blackout for my prediction, but I do think people are going to look and see. Oh, here's the place I get to vote for Dead Cells, and people that do what we do for a living love Dead Cells. Yep. Are we going through all of them? Or are we breaking? I'm in. I'm not stopping you. I'm just saying you got enough for another games cast. I feel like. Do we? Don't you think? Well, we're halfway through now. I mean, but a lot of the stuff is like okay. I was just putting well, it out there. I was giving you an out if you wanted. You know what? You're right. Yeah, I have a theater like, to go to. Anyway. Yeah, he's got things. It's <laughs> five twenty at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. We're, and we're do, because now we also have our predictions for like announcements and stuff that oh, I feel like right. Yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah, time yeah, for yeah. us to like sure. see what what starts shaking in the bushes. Uh, you know what I mean? I I, I understood. Shake the bush. Sure. Shake yeah, shake the bush. Shaking in the bushes. I know. Shake the rumors. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like, okay. like leaks and like, stuff right. like that. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny games cast. Uh, we will return next week with more of our predictions, uh, including our predictions of game announcements and the return of mobile game or bullshit. You want to tease mobile the people of what indeed. next week's category next week, will be? Do your research on development studios because next week it's mobile game or Dev Studio. Wow. That's right. Until then.